0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Wait, you guys have uh, one child, you said? How old? Three. Three. <laughs> wow, oh, that's close to... So we, I, we have one child and she is uh, close to four, so...
1: Oh wow! Yeah. We've got
0: ten, eight, and five. Oh, you don't. You have four children.
1: No, that's their ages.
0: <laughs> We've got three.
1: Three kids, ten, age ten, age oh, eight.
0: Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, wow. Um. Yeah, I'm. We're like one and done, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I that
2: decision. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But anyway, um, so just real quick, uh, consent via just, a, um, I'm, I don't do any, any paperwork, so just consent via video um, that uh, the session can be an episode of my podcast um, and then on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, cool. that's cool.
0: All right. And are you guys, where are you guys? What part of the world?
1: We are in Australia on the oh. East Coast, just south of Sydney in a city called Wollong Kong.
0: Wow. So what time is it over there right now? Uh, it's okay. ten thirty
3: on Saturday oh, morning. Nice.
0: Here, uh, cool. All right. Well, where do you guys want to start? You want to give me um, some backstory, or do you want to just kind of go directly to um, the current struggles?
1: I the guess shallow end helps.
0: of the pool or the deep end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's helpful to have a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, we got together in two thousand and ten. We quickly moved away to Japan um, because we wanted an adventure. Wow. We got caught up in the huge earthquake in 2011 in Japan Mm. and left very abruptly after two months. Came back to Northern Ireland where it just felt safe and comfortable and everything that we knew,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, but everything that we knew wasn't actually very good for us. So we got married that year in 2011 and started our marriage in a way that just, it, it, I guess it just went downhill from there.
2: I'll add that we were, we were wait, only babies when wait, we got um, there.
0: Can can just, just so I could have names, so I don't just call you, you guys you. Is it Estelle?
1: Estelle.
0: Estelle. Ruben. Ruben. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. Wait, describe uh, downhill. What do you mean by downhill?
1: Uh I guess like when we both met, I was very honest with Ruben and said, I'm actually not really interested in a relationship and I mm-hmm. struggle to see myself married because my exem- examples of marriage aren't what I want. Mm-hmm. And we sort of like thought that we could do it differently, but we were too conditioned in our upbringings and mm-hmm. how things are done in mm-hmm. it, from where we're from and it just mm. yeah I just became the submissive wife and mm. um, Ruben I was his support I stayed at home, raised the kids his career went from from zero from zero to a hundred in a few years wow.
3: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I just felt like Oh, is this it right very small and yeah not worthy of anything else really
0: sure and so what does the day-to-day look like now ruben are you working from home out i'm assuming you're very busy
3: yeah still busy um i went from being a freelancer to Mm -hmm. working for a company here in Mm -hmm. sydney yeah um which was in itself a nice welcome change, but brought in different struggles around that world of work, me being very busy with work and still sort of being at home, looking mm-hmm. after the children. Um, I have flexibility with my job, my employer is is really great that way. Um, I have freedom to work from home for the most part, and I'll go to the city. We're about an hour and a half away from mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll go up to Sydney for work when I have to, which is usually around, um, every other week, one or two days, maybe. So I've got a lot, a lot of flexibility here, which is good. Mostly working from home now in the early days, I was freelance. So I went where the money was, Mm -hmm. um, which meant a lot of domestic travel, um, around Northern and Southern Ireland, a lot Mm -hmm. of mainland England, um, work and then further afield across Europe and even around the world. So there were weeks that I was home and there were weeks that I were was gone. And often mm-hmm. it was at the drop of a hat it just right. depended who was paying um, for work. And, you know, I lived very much in the mindset of a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, as a freelancer, it was like, if someone's offering me money, I've got to take it. Right. Which is partly where the strain came in our relationship mm-hmm. in the early days. Um, Because his dad was left at home with very little support and notice.
1: I guess, yeah. yeah. I've always felt like really far down the priority list. Mm -hmm. But I can acknowledge that he was the only income and we needed that as well.
3: Right. There was a strange transition. When we first got together, I was a waster. No, you weren't. (laughs) I didn't have any money. I wasn't Mm -hmm. earning Mm -hmm. really at all other than just sort of casual um money from, from here and there. Estelle was um working in a school full-time, yeah. yeah. And had a had a good wage and was on a good career trajectory as a primary mm-hmm. school teacher. Um I was like a sort of struggling artist in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a strange role reversal right. around the time that we got married. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the work that I'd committed to doing as a freelancer just started to boom
2: this is
0: before um, the kids
3: i'm assuming yeah
2: yeah,
0: yeah. okay
3: and then it so
0: it, it kind of um the, the roles reversed uh you started taking off uh she probably started slowing down and then you guys had children right and so um having children obviously compounds things um as far as stress yeah. anxiety you know all of that so um how many years have uh so how many years have you been, uh, quote unquote, uh, the, the, as you said, the submissive homemaker or wife, uh, at home, you know, apron watching the full-time mom kind of thing. How many years? Have, has been
1: um, like solidly eight years. Okay.
0: So eight years yep. of that. And I'm assuming you are struggling with, uh, identity, you know, purpose, or you're probably lonely, all of that stuff. And then, mm-hmm. um, Ruben, for you, what's going on? Are are you because your career um, is now more safe, and you are? You said you went from zero to a hundred. Are you happy in that area, or how how are you?
3: Yeah, um, I I enjoy my work. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very very fortunate to work for the company that I do work for. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the most part, I have you know, as what. Estelle has described over the years as I'm sort of living my dream in that Mm -hmm. respect. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. I, uh, I work for a tech company in Australia called Canva Mm -hmm. and they're known here for being exceptional, um, in the, in the, uh, with their team, how they treat their team, how they look after the team members and how they sort of shape the the future of work. Um, so we're very, very well catered for, and we have incredible resources and facilities at our disposal. Are you still we gone a lot hard. or no? Are you still gone a lot or no? No. Not at the minute, okay. but then, you know,
1: Travel. like a week's, a week's notice, he could be yeah,
3: elsewhere, right. London, America. Right. Last year was the yeah. first year that I traveled internationally for mm-hmm. work in, of- in four years. But even at that, we became quite good at using people from around the world to fit Mm -hmm. in you know so our team wasn't having to travel a lot so we haven't really been traveling a lot um i haven't done an awful lot of travel i did go away for two weeks last year that was the first time in four years Mm -hmm. um and maybe this year i'll do a a trip or two i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but usually when it does happen it's quite late notice which is just yet another little strain area makes it difficult
0: so how how uh does the contrast of where you guys are at in career and also your inner journey and happiness? How is all of this impacting the relationship? So, um, Estelle, want you want can you go first? Because it yeah. seems like you are going through um, just being grayed out and kind of unhappy generally, right? So that's impacting the, the relationship as well. Hmm. Um, twenty twenty
1: three. I went into the year um deeply unhappy and mm-hmm. sort of thinking this is the end of the marriage. Um I always struggle at the start of the year. It's my birthday and unworthiness and feeling I'm not worth celebrating and mm-hmm. financial stuff and coming from scarcity mindset. Um so last year for the first time, I decided I'm going to celebrate myself and mm-hmm. um, organize a trip to Sydney with a friend and we stayed in a hotel and I came back and I thought, I'm going to fill myself this year because I can't rely on somebody else to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I started doing things that interest me and investing in future me and mm-hmm. doing courses. And then I took a trip um, to France for a women's retreat. Mm hmm. I, it was a really good excuse to go back to Ireland at the same time to see family. And um, we had promised each other that at least one of us would go home every year. Um, Just because after COVID we didn't see family for four years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was nervous to go on the retreat because I knew it was going to change me. I knew that I was going to learn to love myself mm, and right. Like experience something different to what I was used to and I came back and it, yeah my expectations were real and um, what
0: were they you came back well, and what were your expectations um how did that retreat change you
1: um I came back knowing that what I was what I deserved really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that didn't go down very well.
0: Mm. <laughs> How did it go down? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. First of all, what can you be more specific? What uh, what 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 is it that you deserve? That you? What was the revelation? And, and then what was the, the pushback?
1: I guess um, you know, becoming a teacher was an acceptable profession mm-hmm. in our culture, and mm-hmm. we grew up in the church, and it was very much women do this, right job earn some money but also fit around the family and to support her husband and it's very acceptable in our culture to be a Mm -hmm. teacher so i just did that and i didn't you thought that's what you're supposed to do yeah i didn't really want to do it Mm -hmm. and i'm still in this situation where i like what i do but it's Mm -hmm. not pulling me up um so i've been desperate to try and get not out of it but sidestep Mm -hmm. and And I really, really want to focus on what's next. But it sort of drains me whenever I'm in the school setting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm really struggling to do work in the school and studying. So we had decided at the start of the year that we would. I would just go down to part time and study at the same time. And it just wasn't working. Um, Mm -hmm. The school that I was in was draining me for lots of different reasons. mostly religious and mm-hmm. I had already started to process and deconstruct what I believed and being put back in that environment was really triggering. Um and so I quit and I followed my heart, but that came at Ruben's cost and mm. great stress over finances and well, this is not helping our future if you quit right. your job. Right. But for me, it was greatly helping my future. mm mm-hmm. And I felt like the more I started to pour into myself and go down my path, it was just getting yeah, wider. Yeah. And wider.
0: Yeah. Ruben, thoughts.
3: Yeah, no, I mean that's pretty accurate. I think um to contextualize that specific point in time, we had four years of living a very precarious, uncertain life here in Australia mm-hmm. because we came on temporary visas. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we arrived here, we had a four-year temporary visa. We had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-month-old. Wow! And yeah. we all of a sudden went into survival mode. Moving okay. country is, an, is a really massive endeavor, no matter what your context or circumstances sure. are. As a young couple with three very young children, we didn't, know, we didn't know anyone who mm-hmm. lived here. Um, we didn't know the culture, we didn't know the people, we didn't know the housing market, just none of it. Mm-hmm. Totally naive. And I think we had four years of absolute survival mode. Yeah. We moved house from rental to rental. We didn't know what area was gonna stick. We were trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to stay here long-term, mm-hmm. what might be a good school for our kids. Navigating all of this was just complete uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And every time we would get to the end of a lease, we'd be wondering whether we'd have to move to a different place. or We're just totally burned out. Getting to the end of those four years, we didn't have a path on the visa to permanent residency. So mm-hmm. we basically threw in the towel and moved back home. At a quite short notice, we made that decision within a pretty short time period. We moved mm-hmm. back
1: to Ireland in twenty two. So, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, March 2022 we moved back to um where's from uh in northern ireland and um made a massive life change fortunately the company that i worked for let me go on sort of sabbatical so they held my employment indefinitely and not long after we were home we got offered permanent residency just the worst possible timing um and we sort of toiled with it at first we just thought there's no way we have moved to australia we lived that life it's chaos we've moved back for some Mm -hmm. peace and stability for our children Mm -hmm. and then we had this hand grenade thrown in like do we go do we not go yeah and we rolled the dice and we moved back so june 2022 i'd been back for three months i came here on my own again to start working and to get set up and buy a new car and get a new rental house. house and all that stuff so Six months later, yeah. we ended up where estelle started off there, just talking about January twenty twenty three. Yep. And then we were going in this- through a rebirth and wanting to uh give up yeah. teaching and all that. And then so
0: her wanting to um um quit a job and pursue something different obviously
3: activates something in you, right? Uh Ruben? Yeah, so yeah. I'm living in this state of mind of survival still. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about well, we put ourselves back when we moved to Australia the first time because we yeah. owned a house. Yeah. We owned a house in Northern Ireland and we have lost all of our sort of credit and our, you know, like mm-hmm. any progress we've made, we've sort of undone that by a few years. Mm-hmm. And it just started to catch up a little bit we're just starting to get settled. Then we moved back home and then we come back again. It was just, I was feeling a little bit of a sense of like, I think in, in the day-to-day I was highly anxious, anxious. and I was very much approaching life with urgency i was thinking we're gonna be 40 soon the kids are at school we need a house we need stability we need to stop moving and i was just in this like i don't care what your job is like we need to get a grasp of some stability in our life and i think that was very much the sort of fear anxiety driven mindset that i was in at that time
1: it got to stage where. You know, if I was sitting down, I felt anxious because Ruben was going to get annoyed.
2: Yeah, and
1: I, just, mm. I couldn't rest. I yeah. couldn't. And then as time went on, I said, "I can't. I can't live like this anymore." Yeah, yeah. So July came, and he went on his trip, work trip, and he got back, and I said, "I'm done."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the first time, he said, "Me too." Mm. And. He's always wanted to fight for us, but mm-hmm. this time he had left.
0: Yeah. Wait, how long have you guys been together? Uh twelve years marriage.
2: Yeah.
1: Thirteen yeah. years.
0: Okay. And you guys uh look young. So when did you guys get married? How old?
1: Twenty-five.
3: Wow. Yeah, it was twenty eleven. We were both twenty-five. Yeah. We're kids 13, got 39. it. Okay. Yeah. Kids first child was born at age twenty seven. So yeah, we were we were babies. It was wow. very
1: much pushed. For us to get married young yeah and
3: yeah
1: i don't know if you know much about purity culture but no. we had already failed massively living together yeah. in japan and oh, we were
2: sure yeah
1: full of shame and wanted to make sure that we were doing it right
0: yeah totally so let me ask you this um you guys are here. Have you both decided that the relationship has expired and you guys actually um, don't want to work on it anymore? Or are you guys here to um, process some things or maybe wonder if you should work? I mean, where where are you guys at today as far as your marriage?
1: So just at the start of this year, Mm -hmm. um, we had given ourselves three months where we were...
3: From October last year? From
1: October, we decided, okay... Let's not make any big life decisions for three months. And January will say yes or no. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the point where we've both said, yes, we want to make this work. We've Mm -hmm. done some inner work Mm -hmm. on ourselves and Mm -hmm. grown a lot. But this is a new relationship now. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to fall back into old patterns. Right. And we kind of don't really know how to do it outside Mm -hmm. of the restrictions of the church.
0: Well, are you guys following those restrictions or no? Right now. Okay. So, Ruben, let me ask you this. What's going on with you, um, your inner journey? So, what I hear, uh, Estelle, is you um, obviously um, taking a different career path, following passion instead of a paycheck, um, doing a lot of um, exploring in relationship with self, hence the retreat and a lot of revelations. And just, it seems like you're going through a, some kind of rebirth, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. are. Um, you know, the kids are a little bit older and so you got you're like thinking about yourself maybe for the first time in your life, right? Um I yeah. mean you guys got together at twenty-five. Uh Ruben, so what's happening with you? As this is happening with her, what's happening with you?
3: Yeah. Uh it's a good question. I think initially it was just I mean, okay. I loved to see Estelle go on this journey mm-hmm. because no matter what place we find ourselves in our marriage, I was love you as a person Mm, and to see you go into these different places and start to grow and that was amazing for me to watch and witness it was also deeply inconvenient and uncomfortable for me Mm, because um all of a sudden i start to have these questions well what does that mean for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know she's on this growth journey and That's an open ended journey. There's no, there's no,
0: uh, there's no finish line.
3: (laughs) Yeah. The destination. I have no idea where that could go. Could go off this way, could go off that way. Wait, wait. So, what,
0: what, what, so answer that question. What did that mean for you?
3: Um, Well, it meant it was playing into the deepest kind of fear mm -hmm. that I had, which is uncertainty. mm -hmm. I hate uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I cannot Mm -hmm. stand. Not being able to put my hands in and control. That's been my that's probably been one of the single biggest issues in our marriage for yeah. the first ten years. Yeah. Was the fact that I just needed to at least have one hand on the rein, um, and know roughly where we're going and feel like if anything bad's gonna happen, I can get ahead and damage control. Mm-hmm. So this was the introduction of me feeling anxious and scared and fearful and worried and all that kind of stuff, and having to accept it yeah so it's the first point that I think I had to face that really, and say, Look, she's not mine. Mm-hmm. I don't own her. she's mm-hmm. her own person, her own woman, and it's her future that's at stake and I had to wrestle with that question of what's more important who she is and what she wants for her future, or me just squishing you know her dreams into what will work for us because it'll be easier that way. Right. Um, I think the first couple of months were hard. It was really hard. We had some big discussions and huge disagreements that were heightened for Estelle because even the slightest bit of control Mm. for Estelle during that journey now felt like 10x. So if I was saying, we don't have money for that, that felt 10 times worse than it maybe ever (laughs) Because it's like probably, you
0: know it's like the slingshot has been pulled back for so many years now that yeah. you know now that she's off to the races um yeah she's she's
3: feeling in certain ways yeah. and being encouraged by this amazing network of women sure. who are becoming embodied and feeling more at peace and free yeah. with themselves and yeah. taking their future into their own hands so for me to then start saying things like we don't have money for that or, right right and we actually yeah. do so
1: it became- right. she
3: didn't want to carry your, uh,
0: whether it's scarcity mindset or your fears, uh, your inability to control. She wanted not to carry that anymore.
3: Yeah. Right. So a couple of months in, I'd say August, it got really bad because everything just got set off mm-hmm. even greater than before. And I got to the point where I think it was like pretty much done. I think you had said, look, cheers for everything but we're we're done here <laughs> and wait was, beat, I- wait was there a
0: beat wait was there a beat ribbon that you decided you know what i notice all this in me um i tend to control this is scary i don't know where she's gonna end up who she's gonna be there's so much uncertainty but i champion her story where she's at there's actually something beautiful happening with her in her life i'm going to support it was there a beat that you actually in action supported this or or no it happened so fast where you just we're thinking about it yeah no
3: yeah I definitely was the support right you would you would agree like yeah. um yeah for sure okay. it
1: felt like the support had an expiry date though
0: yes it mm-hmm. did. and what, what I, why I, I, why was it tied to, to something the support Oh, was it like, okay, I'll give you three months. We'll see. We'll come back and we'll see where you're at and see
3: who you are. and Yeah. It was like, I'm not going to stand in your way to go and do this trip and like experience things and go on a journey and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm not going to do that. And I'm excited for you. But as you came home and started to integrate back into life, I was kind of like, yeah, when are we going to get things back on track again? (laughs) Like what's this mean for me? How long is this going to go for? Yeah. And you just didn't have answers. And I wasn't, fine with that because it just felt too chaotic for me. Mm-hmm. I think in August, Estelle was pretty much like, yep, yeah, that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a ride, but let's call it because I just can't proceed anymore. We
1: just got this for stage me where both of us realized that we weren't making each other happy yeah. and we were making each other miserable. Yeah. And we could have like a mm-hmm. a rest, you know, if we split child. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. We need, both needed a rest as well. Yeah.
3: We yeah. both really um, needed that rest.
1: So if we just had time out for a few days, away from each other, away from kids, then we could recharge, come back to being good parents mm-hmm. separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big driver in what I was thinking as well.
3: Yeah. So there was a bit of a turning point for me. Part That's part of it, realizing just how much I needed respite. And you yeah. as well, we we both just burned ourselves out. We don't have family or, or any support here. So, three kids on your own in a different country is hard. So, that was a recognition point. I realized that I'm not very good at loving myself or even liking myself. Mm. You know, I, mm. I'd had the same haircut my whole life. <laughs> <because I was laughs> too, what, is, what
0: does that have to do with? The, well, oh, you mean I, just like a sense of control and no, not changing and all that?
3: Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, changing. Yeah.
0: T-shirt, is this is your Hey, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice haircut. The black looks great on you, um, just, but, right, safety. Kind of
3: like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there was that sort of needing rest, and I realized that I, what kind of 60-year-old kind of or 70-year-old or whatever was I going to become mm. if I even made it that far mm-hmm. because I was on a fast track to having an anxiety-related heart yeah. attack. Yeah,
0: I hear you asking bigger questions is what's happening right now, Um, especially you now seeing her going through her rebirth, so now you're holding up a mirror to yourself, where am I
3: going to be? Yeah, absolutely. I started to look at the future without the sort of cultural pressures of, you need to have a house, and a mortgage paid off, Mm -hmm. and pension, Mm -hmm. and started thinking about, will I even make it? Will I be around? And there's being around, there's existence, and there's thriving, and Both of those felt very uncertain for me. Um, And Estelle, with her endless ability to be kind and thoughtful and considerate, had somehow stumbled upon a men's circle that was happening over Zoom Mm. with uh, a guy, Mikey, who had just sort of taken it upon himself Mm to this. He had seen an opportunity Mm -hmm. for facilitating some sort of positive men's mental health discussions and um she shared a link and i was like okay like yeah i'll go i'll do that if i say no to this kind of thing then that sets me on a really really destructive path for the future so i'll do it and i can't believe you it did. was so uncomfortable it pushed me way out of my comfort zone yeah. and the first session the first session that i went to do before i went to do the zoom i was like i hate this why yeah. am i doing this
0: yeah yeah of course <laughs>
1: After the first session, you came back and you said, oh, it was really validating. It's so hard to be a man in this Mm -hmm. world.
3: Mm Like, oh, this is
1: making this case even worse.
3: It turned turned out to be the thing that helped me realize that I'm not alone in my brokenness Mm. and, and that it's really very very normal for me to like be in this position yeah men struggle with opening up and you know being aware of their feelings and their emotions and their behaviors to begin with and then they really struggle to like verbalize that and share that with other people and take action and this process of the men's circle really really humbled me in a massive Mm. way to see some of these Mm -hmm. um Australian guys share what they'd been through and be a support network for each other was deeply humbling and emotional at times. And, um, it gave me the the sense of, um, urgency to start working on myself and Mm -hmm. being responsible for the, the person I'd become, Mm -hmm. um, and start to really reflect on where that was taking me in life. Um, Mm -hmm take stock of where I want to go and and have a little bit of a, a rebrand in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I've met some really great people who are working in the sort of mental health place and space. We went to America and um, had some really meaningful um, uh, interactions with people that we know there, some people who work as therapists and um, had some brilliant conversations and it really, really helped both of us figure out that it's really important for each, each of us to look at ourselves and start loving ourselves, <laughs> working yeah, on ourselves. Sure. Yeah. It's not going to show up in this relationship yeah. in a meaningful way for so, each you other. Know, it seems so. like,
0: it's, it seems like she's already started that process. Uh, yeah, and true. you know, once you start that, it's not something you can't put that back in the bottle. Once it's out, it's, it's out, Stop. you know? And, um, Totally. Um, you start to draw some hard lines and you don't care if um you shake the tree and people fall out, right? And so uh, there's only one gear and it's forward. And by the way, let's not use the word rebrand, let's use the word rebirth because um, I think both of you guys are, are going through your own versions of that. Um, yeah. If you are doing it together, it can produce a closeness and uh, of course a reunion. Um, if you guys are doing it kind of separately, it could create drift, right? So- is yeah. that is that what's happening now? You guys are kind of both on this journey of uh, liking yourselves, uh, loving yourselves, your relationship with yourselves. Yeah. In practice, and
1: yeah, totally. And I can see massive growth in you, mm-hmm. and that also helps me to love me more sure. as well. Sure. Um. But yes, I'm honestly terrified of us loving ourselves so much that we go separately.
0: Well, what, let me ask um, you this as you guys are doing this, um, what do you notice happening in the relationship? Um, can I ask, are you guys intimate? Are you guys sleeping in separate rooms? What's happening as far as No, we
1: are intimate? Yeah. We're um, intimate. Okay. Wait.
0: So sorry.
1: I don't know if that was a good decision. It wasn't really a decision. It just, we don't have space for another bedroom basically.
0: Um, Is that why why you're (laughs) intimidated by by proximity? You guys are just... uh, uh, What's the the intimacy and connection like?
1: Um, A lot better than it ever has been, actually, Mm. which then has been confusing over the path of, oh, we're going very separate ways, but for once we feel connected in this way.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's a huge... I mean, that's big, especially people who have been with each other for so long. You know, so yeah. there is an awakening there, right? Totally, a rediscovery. I mean,
3: yeah, it's it's almost not even rediscovered. It's more like rebirth. It, it mm-hmm. feels like a yeah, it feels like a totally new thing. Yeah, um, yeah. That's been that's been an interesting one. We set this sort of three month like f- period of time to see how things progressed and mm-hmm. not. The point of it was more to to not make any big life altering decisions and just right. give ourselves that time. Right. right. And that was some advice from some friends in America that we had chatted to. Um, how many how many months think, are
0: you guys in or how many weeks are you guys in?
3: Oh, this is literally like almost in the day. This is three months.
2: Okay.
0: And I think there's a danger uh, of putting some kind of, you know, ticking clock yeah. into the equation Um, I think it's better to, I mean, it's better to say, we'll check in, in three months, we can evaluate, um, but not like we'll give this three months. That's a lot of pressure, man. And it's not, um, realistic, uh, because growth, uh, isn't always linear, you know? And so, um, it's been three months and where are you guys now? Um, besides the amazing sex you guys are having, (laughs) what else is happening that's different? That is, um, bringing you Honestly, guys closer together or further apart.
1: Yeah. Until about um two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um I was thinking, okay, the three months are coming to yeah. an end and we're also coming to an end. I don't see any real improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came to him and said, I want this to work. Mm-hmm. I'm in this. And then it just changed.
2: Yeah,
1: Mm.
3: for me, I have carried that uncertainty since July or August. Like, I don't know where she's at. I don't know where she's going. Right, and I, I often then, with that question in my mind, was sort of stabbing around in the dark as to Mm -hmm. what sort of action I needed to take Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to do anything manipulative, big sort of Hmm. love dumps or bombs or whatever they're called. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make meaningful change so as she would choose me again. Hmm. And often that meant, I don't know what the hell is the right thing to do, but if I'm working on myself and I go in a certain direction, maybe it's the right man for her and she'll choose me. Mm -hmm. And I think I have been less stressed about the timeline and thinking like, is she going to choose me again? Who do I need to become? I'm just thinking about mm. um, being a better person for myself and for the kids. And I, I
0: starting I, um, to interrupt. And also, um, if you haven't noticed, I'm very direct and also because of what I, this is. And, and, you know, because also, um, I mean, I don't know how many sessions we're going to have. Right. So, um, yeah. I, I, I just trying to be very direct and also getting the most out of, out of, out of this yeah. uh, 40, 45 minutes or so. Um, the, the, the question isn't, you, you just said something, uh, and that, 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 that hit me and now. I just forgot. You said, uh, Oh, is she going to choose me? You said, is she going to choose me? Um, I, I think that's a dangerous question. I think we're, we're past that. Right. I think, uh, the question Ruben is, are you going to choose you? Mm, and then yeah. if you choose you, what does that look like? And once you choose you, then she will either choose you or she won't. I don't think the focus should be on her and then for for you i don't think the focus should be on ruben
2: you know
3: yeah no right that is exactly right that's that is exactly where i've been at i want to do work on myself for myself and ultimately we both had a conversation a long time ago that said we can't just keep sticking together again because it's easier Mm -hmm. we would need to legitimately choose each other because we are the right partner for mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um we got married under pressure, right. we got married under expectation. We got yeah. married under just conditioning. Yeah. In many ways. Um and I think in some in some cases we did choose each other and in some ways we actually didn't. Right. And I think both of us agreed next time around, if this is ever gonna work, you would have to look at me and think, Yet the man that you are is the man that I want by my side and vice versa. Mm. And I don't think I have been trying to think about who's the man she would need. Right. <laughs> sort of reverse right. myself. Anyway. Yeah. Just, like that's not going to serve me in five to 10 years. It's and also not
0: what she wants. So it's false advertising. It's living outside in instead of inside out. And at this point, both yeah. of you guys need to now uh, start with truth and shed yeah. and live inside out. And if you guys happen to align and match, that's amazing and beautiful. And if you don't, that's also okay too, right? So uh, Estelle, um, you said that you had a moment where you're like, you know, I want this. What what happened and why the change?
1: Uh <laughs> Christmas came and Ruben didn't give me anything. Okay. And I felt like it absolutely shattered me. Mm. And I just thought, oh, why? Why did that shatter me so much? Technically, mm. we're not together. So, you know, why, why would he do that? And I just, I didn't want to go down this more uncertain limbo period. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to draw a line in the sand and say, can we please move forward um, in an uncomplicated way? You know, I, I, we talked about it like a week later. It took me a week to build up the courage to bring it to him. And he said, oh, you know, it's complicated. And I said, I don't want to start a new relationship complicated. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess we're in this new relationship where I don't want to be complicated.
0: Wait, I'm confused. So because he didn't give you a Christmas gift, that mm-hmm. made you realize that you want to choose him? What do you mean by move no, forward? Or that made you uh, realize that you wanted to move on? I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused.
1: Yeah, yeah. I sense that he was still in this, like, limbo. Like right. Like he, he said before, he didn't want to, like, manipulate me or right. love me. Right. or. But I want him to be able to show his love. Mm-hmm. Whatever means, mm. not necessarily gifting anything um but in any way,
3: yeah, there was what made, wait, what
0: made you real what made you realize I want this marriage, what made you realize what 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 gave you the change of heart if you were on your way out and you decided, oh wait, actually I, I really want this mm. what made you realize that maybe the maybe you misinterpreted my question
1: mm. I could see the growth in Ruben mm-hmm. and in me. And I could recognize that both of us were on this path of just doing our own thing and your yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had even, you know, bought books, listened to podcasts, talked to friends about polyamorous relationships and mm-hmm. um, about anything outside of the box, anything right. that was normal.
2: Right.
1: And the more I considered it, I just thought, I, I, I'm not interested. I just like, I want to focus on one person. And, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of all happened in December.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and is,
1: I guess- is there a,
0: speaking of Paulie? is there a part of you guys, since you guys um, pretty much spent um, most of your younger years together and then, and then, you know, uh, 25. So, I mean, Kind of pretty much out of college age, you guys, you know, have only experienced each other. Is there a part of you guys um, curious about what it would be to love someone else? Is there a part of you guys um, that that is just curious about that exploration?
1: Back in July, August, yeah, I did say, yeah, that I was ready to let somebody else love me.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm.
1: Ruben, what about you? I felt I deserved.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really interested in other people or partners. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about separation and had like comments or you would say this, or, oh, you know, maybe join a date nap or I'm sure you'll go and do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think for me, I had been a sort of a serial codependent. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this stage of my life, if we didn't work out, I need a solid five years of self-discovery. Mm, sure, yeah. I, to the point where yeah. what's the word celibacy. <laughs> yeah. It just, don't need the complication. Right. Or the, the um, I think I would find connection in, all, in other places. Mm-hmm. Just meaningful friendships mm-hmm. and personal discovery and things like that. I just really, really was quite, feeling quite a piece of, of being on my own and being a kid's dad focusing on that. That's a good, that's a good so, place to be, you know? Um, and it felt amazing to be in that place. Yeah, it felt empowering. I went from relationship to relationship, trying to find my value mm-hmm. in what women were saying about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're good looking, or you provide, or mm-hmm. you're this, or you're that. And I would feel love and seen because I don't think I heard that enough as a kid. Um, and I realized that I don't need anyone to say that. I can just create those feelings of self-assurance myself pretty yeah. much um just on the going back to the choosing me thing mm-hmm. i think the christmas complication it was very loaded and i didn't want to do the gift thing and the had said don't buy me gifts and it was a little bit of a mess and i didn't want to manipulate and things, so i let it be and it was hurtful to you in certain ways or mm-hmm. it created things that you had to consider the birthday is two weeks after christmas mm. and when it got to her birthday there was nothing really said, but I wanted to make her feel loved because at the end of the day, there's no person on earth that I care more about than Estelle, mm-hmm. regardless of what their relationship was in. And I just took that as an opportunity to just kind of say, hey, you're a great person. And I didn't do anything fancy or extravagant, but I did sit, stay up pretty late one night. I'm not a baker, but I baked a really, really great cake and it was gluten-free. <laughs> And
1: I felt very
0: stuffed. I I was going to ask you, what does that mean to you, the cake?
1: So much.
3: Yeah, Mm. and it it was nice for us to look at this new version of our relationship where we clear out the the complication, the if this, then that Mm -hmm. thought process, Mm -hmm. and just say, yeah, I, I like you as a person. You're special to me, so I did this thing for you, or whatever. And I think just starting... Over in that way um, was really meaningful for both of us Mm -hmm. because I didn't bake that cake for the first time ever with an ulterior motive Mm. or to. There was nothing nothing nothing
0: tied. There was nothing tied to the
2: cake.
3: I just baked your cake because I I wanted to.
1: It's really hard though for (laughs) me to like not think about the way that used to be. Totally. So I just want to make sure that yeah. I'm doing this in a healthy way, moving forward.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: listen, um, we have got to get going, but I want to say a few things. One, uh, there's such a beautiful story here, and I feel like um, you guys are going through uh, not an act break, uh, not not a new chapter, but an act break. You know, you know what the difference is, right? There's chapters, and then there's an act break. An act break is uh, clearing. I mean, it's a complete turning. It's a, it's a one a, a one eighty, you know, of the story, and up until now, I think might have been Act One. Uh and now I think you guys are um because you're both changing so much, uh, you know, secondary change, change that's not reversible, you guys are becoming different people. Um, this could be uh two people who have known each other for uh, you know, twelve plus years by coming into something new as different people. And it could lay new tracks. It could create a different love experience. Um, one thing that gives me a lot of hope and also, um, proof of this is, uh, you know, you said the intimacy is better than it's ever been, you know? And so like, to me, that's a sign that there is some kind of connection that is different and new and a spark, right? So, um, I think you guys are on the right track. I I love what you guys are doing. Um, if I was to give you homework and, uh, I'm going to kind of switch it up today you tell me what your homework would be to continue down this path, right? So, Ruben, let's start with you. Um, you taking ownership, what would be your
2: homework moving forward?
3: Okay. Well, that's a good, that's a
2: hard question. Um. Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, let's give you time. Estelle, what about you? What's your <laughs> homework? What is something?
1: Um. Honestly, I'll give, you,
0: I'll give you, I'll give you guys a hint, bringing someone new to the table to ultimately give both of your bodies a new experience, not your mind. Right. So you're, you have to convince your bodies that this feels new and safe and different, not just logically. Right. So it's not just about different behavior. It's uh, consistent uh, spaces mm. that convince the body that this is new and different. Mm. What is your contribution was, to that?
1: Yeah, what I was going to say is I'm really historically really good at putting my own needs last.
2: Mm, and mm-hmm.
1: I feel like going forward for us to be healthy and in a good place I need to get up in the morning and mm-hmm. go for a walk or mm-hmm. something that fills me up before I start my day. And um, but I'm so good at depriving myself that it's just a habit now.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: I don't do it. Right. Um, I do do it. I feel amazing, but I just don't know why I can't keep it up.
0: Ruben, can you support in, her in that?
3: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to feel, maybe this is my homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying things to Estelle about certain things were loaded. Like, hey, why don't you do this thing? It might have a connotation within a style of, I need to lose weight. Uh, mm. I need to exercise right. more. Whatever. Right. So in, I got to the point where it was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then I just start becoming a mess inside. Um, um,
0: resentment, anger, holding stuff in, that kind of stuff, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and then it makes my brain go, <laughs> so yeah, many yeah. thoughts. Yeah. There, and they're not yeah. getting processed. And they're not getting out. I need to feel um, confident to say mm. um, what I need to say, what yeah. is on my heart, and not wrap With, it up. without
0: not, not, not it being loaded, though, right? Yes. Not, yeah, not yeah. like the intention pure. I yeah.
3: want this second version of our relationship to give me. I want to become less of a people pleaser mm-hmm. and worry less about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Have a little bit of freedom to be myself and gradually Great. build confidence there. All right. I also want to facilitate Estelle to feel comfortable to be herself, mm-hmm. and do the things that she wants to do. So sometimes I, want to- I do
1: need a kick up the arse to get yeah. out there and go yeah. For the walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can be honest and.
0: Ruben, um, so I've noticed, uh, I mean, so, so basically you have in, in this process have lost your voice or, um, have become insecure about saying things because of consequences. So going back to actually speaking your truth, um, as long as it's not loaded, there's a manipulation, you are just saying what you feel. Um, and if it, here's the thing in, in, and in, in the way that that's going to make her feel, um, don't make that your responsibility. It, especially if yes. you are struggle with codependency um uh, because that's going to be your knee jerk so just express what you want to express i mean obviously you're not assassinating her character you're not saying you know um so just say it and so that's the homework is to show up where you put yourself first instead mm-hmm. of being worried and and spinning in your thoughts of, of how she's going to respond or what she's going to think of you um that's how you show up differently so that's your homework and then um Let's tell for you, uh, kind of the same thing. Like you said, you want to put yourself first, but it's hard. I mean, it requires reps. This is all new behavior. So whether it's a walk or an orgasm or whatever it is that you need or time alone, um, to actually ask for it. So yeah. if you can't go for a walk yourself, then ask for help, right? So it's the ask that I want to put mm-hmm. weight on. Um, yeah. Don't beat yourself up if you can't give it to yourself, but I want you to learn to ask for help and be okay with that. And then Ruben giving you that corrective experience of helping you without mm-hmm. anything tied, like how he bait you, bait, baked you a cake, will then convince your body, oh, I feel mm-hmm. safe. I can ask for his help, his opinion. I can ask him to kick me in the ass. And there's nothing tied to that. That stands alone. It's a single serving oh, this is different. Yeah. I like this. You know what I'm saying?
2: And then Rub- the- oh,
0: Ruben actually saying what he feels and knowing there's going to be no repercussions or he's not trying to outthink or trying to manipulate, but he's just kind of speaking his truth. And then you holding that and you saying, that's great. And you could also disagree and that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's
2: so then nice
0: that's how I see two new people showing up to this uh, creating new tracks and giving each other a new um, somatic experience with love—what uh, I call a corrective experience. Easier, easier said than done, <laughs> but let's 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 start. Let's start there. Let's start putting the reps in. You know, it, you got relationships. It's like going to the gym. It's not like you're going to do four push-ups and expect definition, you know, um, it, it's a lifestyle, right? So, um, both of you guys showing up in this way daily as much as you can. And some days are going to be hard. Some days are going to be easy, but over time it's, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference in, in, in what this relationship stands on and stands for. Okay. Um, we have to get going and um, I will email you and uh, um, you know, I'm trying to see people uh, at least a few times because I don't want to be a hit and run. Um, I don't want you guys to feel like, I mean, we can't go all year, but um, I want to catch up with you guys in a week or two and let me know how you're doing and and continue to follow your story.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Thank you guys for sharing your story. Um, So relatable, relatable in so many ways. And I got to say as someone who's 50 with one child, you guys at 25 or in your 30s, you know, with three going through what you guys went through survival mode. I mean, it's, it's, it was so much and I'm sure it was in a way traumatic, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So congrats on coming out of that tunnel.
1: Thank you. Thanks John.
0: All right. Yeah. Be well and uh, email me and we'll set up another one. Okay.
2: Awesome. Sounds good. good Thank you. Mm Thank you, mate.
0: Bye. You know, this is a classic example of um, people meeting early, um, having kids, uh, losing sense of self, um, tracing other people's blueprints, whether it's a church or a parent or a society. Basically, living a a life that isn't really honest to you, but doing it because you are married, because you have children, because you have mouths to feed, and over the years, slowly disconnecting with 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 self. Right? Um, um, Both Ruben and Estelle, both uh, uh, that's happening to them. Um, The marriage about to end, and then them realizing, let's 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 give it "quote unquote" three months, another shot, and now. Um, deciding to have a new relationship with self first, right? And then let, let the cards uh, fall as they may. Uh, and by having a new relationship with self, showing up to their marriage differently. And by doing so, that lays new tracks, that creates a new... So it's like they're coming to the marriage as different people. And... Uh, that is very powerful, and hopefully, that is what's going to be um, what saves this. You know, and I don't, I don't even know if I should use the word save because it's almost like. Uh, and I hope uh, Estelle and Ruben, I hope you guys are watching this. You you got to look at your marriages that it has died. That part, all up until now, is over, and that has expired. You guys are now coming into. A new, like I said, a new act break as new people. And it's the beginning of this new marriage because the old one has died, right? So it's not about saving a marriage. It's about creating a brand new marriage and customizing it, you know, whatever that looks like to you guys. And also leaving room for expansion, for growth, for people to be who they want to be and not control. What the outcome is. So it's not about the promise. It's about truth and being present. And usually, if you put the weight on that, um, the promise is almost there, if that makes sense. I think we live in a world where we put too much weight on the promise, not enough weight on people's truths, and then people feel trapped. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening or thank you for watching if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I hope you follow their stories as well as uh, the other couples. So far, I've got three couples and I am juggling as much as I can. Uh, probably do two or three of these, of these a week. And um, thank you again to all the participants for being so honest and courageous. I mean, how could you not listen or watch and get something out of this? How could you not relate? You know, um, I know I can relate to all of these stories. So. Thank you so much. Be well.